0: And I am not making health care decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care.
1: Welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. Bree here again with Melissa, and today we're talking about something that I think a lot of you listeners will be able to relate to. You probably are dealing with some of these things or know somebody who is, even if you're not aware of it. We are going to talk about the leaky gut and how to heal it for long-term health and healing. So we'll talk about some questions, how you know if you may have one a leaky gut or some gut issues, and then some remedies for it.
0: Sounds good. Super excited again today to be with you, Bree. And so, what I love, what I want to do here is help people, and really in all of these episodes, but especially right now, we're talking about food. People tend to get overwhelmed when they start thinking about food and what they can and can't eat or what they should and shouldn't eat. Sometimes they feel condemned, like, oh, I ate. Doritos, I won't tell anybody I ate Doritos,
1: right? That's your guilty pleasure.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. and so I don't like that. I don't like that at all. A long time ago, I went down the road of stressing out about food. I'm past that and I'm not going back. And so what I want to help people do is avoid the stressful road of the perfect diet and all the rabbit holes that you can fall down when you start researching stuff. So I want you to start small and slow, and you're going to get there. It's not all or nothing. We're talking about baby steps every episode, right? Or almost every one.
1: Right. I think you're right, though, that it can be very overwhelming. I remember being overwhelmed. And when you start down the rabbit hole of healthy living in general, but especially with food, it feels impossible and you don't know where to start. So I think this is a good reminder.
0: This, in my opinion, is a great place to start, what we're going to talk about today, because it's simple, inexpensive, and can move you towards healing and sealing a leaky gut.
1: Okay, so maybe we should start with talking about what a leaky gut is, because that sounds really, for somebody who's never heard that, that sounds really weird and kind of gross. So I think the word gut maybe also is not Mm, the most flattering word. So So, tell us what, what is a leaky gut when Mm -hmm. you say that?
0: So I'm going to link an article in the show notes. Um, I love Dr. Axe and I think that he has good information for the most part. So he recommends a lot of supplements and things that I don't recommend, but his information is good. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. So a leaky gut is intestinal permeability. So permeability is something that's porous, where things can go through it, right? So the lining of your gut, your your intestinal wall, is supposed to protect or stop harmful particles from entering into your bloodstream. But if it's damaged or leaky, then little tiny particles get into your bloodstream from the food that you eat. So think of it like scraping your knee. So you fall down, you scrape your knee, and it heals, right? Because you protect it, you clean the wound, you pro- you, you do all the things to um, to protect it so that it can heal. But a leaky every time we eat certain foods, it's like going and scraping your knee over and over and over again every time you eat certain foods, it's like scraping that knee again.
1: So maybe something that wouldn't normally bother a healthy gut does affect a leaky gut just because it's not totally closed off because it's open and those things can now enter the bloodstream.
0: That's right. So it's got these little cuts all in it, so to speak. Yeah. Um, So that's the other thing is, you know, I talk about this all the time that Eliminating foods from the diet, they don't heal anything, and your your food list of intolerances is going to continue to grow. Right, but what we're talking about today and what you're going to do to start healing your gut, yes, you're going to cut out some of those things with the goal of reintroducing them, um, at least the good ones. At um, so when we talk about sugar, you know, yes, we can have a little bit of sugar, but Like me in my, you know, as a kid and teenage and 20s, I way overdid it. Of course, that damaged my gut. I was literally addicted to sugar.
1: So, where do antibiotics play a role in this, or will we get to that? Do those maybe create a leaky gut?
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, or just destroy the bacteria in your gut, or do those things maybe both?
0: Maybe both. So, I haven't researched um, how an antibiotic maybe causes a leaky gut but i'm sure it contributes to it because you it, it kills all the good guys it kill right. and we have to and that's going to be part of what we talk about too we have to have those good guys in our diet the good bacteria so leaky gut can cause can lead to autoimmune diseases so if you have autoimmune diseases you need to heal your gut
1: so i think my understanding of that connection was Your body has these layers to your immune system that prevents things from getting in too far. So once it gets like in through your nose or your mouth or whatever and gets to your gut, that lining is supposed to keep those irritable things out or pathogens out. And when there's holes and they get into your bloodstream, your body attacks those things as harmful, even if they aren't it's just because they are not supposed to be where they are in your body. That's
0: right. Exactly. So, so good. That's why
1: it becomes yeah. autoimmune. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah. I mean, I'm an
0: expert on that, but yes, <laughs> sounds right.
1: True. Right. <laughs> I, I have to really talk myself through yeah. things to figure out how mm-hmm. does that make sense to me? So, okay. So what are the symptoms of a leaky gut? So
0: on this article that I'm going to link is where I got this list from Dr. Axe. So gastric ulcers, Infectious diarrhea, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's and ulcerative colitis, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which most people hear SIBO, celiac disease, esophageal and colorectal cancer, allergies, respiratory infections, acute inflammation conditions like sepsis, SIRS multiple organ failure, chronic inflammatory conditions such as arthritis, thyroid disorders, obesity-related metabolic diseases like fatty liver, type 2 diabetes, heart disease, autoimmune diseases like lupus, multiple sclerosis, type 1 diabetes, Hashimoto's, and more, Parkinson's disease, chronic fatigue syndrome, And the propensity towards weight gain or obesity. Who does not suffer from one of these, right?
1: I mean, even just when you think about fatigue, like feeling tired, I don't even think people realize how abnormal, abnormally tired they might be. Yeah. We think it's normal. I also, I know we are not professionals in this, not experts on leaky gut, but I have read some research about, um, leaky gut being connected to mental disorders as well. So like oh, yeah. ADHD even, or like even depression and things like that. Absolutely. Um, so don't that's go where, and like diagnose yourself and right? just be like, Oh, heal my gut. And yeah. But maybe something to consider.
0: Yeah. Well, that's where the GAPS diet came from It's the, it's the gut and psycho gut and psychological syndrome. That's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. That's probably where I connected that reading about the gaps diet
0: leaky gut may not be a diagnosis um, that we can use in homeopathy it's too broad so you saw that all those symptoms all those things that could mean you have a leaky gut um so there's not just one remedy or one protocol or even a small group of remedies or protocols for leaky gut so you can't um do a, a, a chronic consult with me and say i have leaky gut I'm going to ask you all kinds of questions because I need to know how is that, how are your symptoms presenting? That's how we're going to use homeopathy to heal it.
1: So today we're talking about then homeopathy, treating the symptoms of a leaky gut, and then we'll get into some ways to help leaky gut with your food Yeah, to heal that, not separately, together, I guess, in tandem.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I do believe you can totally heal your leaky gut with just food. Absolutely. Um, But homeopathy, I believe, can come along and expedite the process and help you through some of the die off symptoms that you might have while you're healing.
1: Oh, that's true, too. I hadn't thought about that. Mm -hmm. So, how do you heal it? So, what I help people with
0: is, and what I suggest in my chronic consults, if they have a gut issue, is meat stock. I love the GAPS diet, um, which means no sugars or grains until healed. So whether or not you do the GAPS diet, I would cut out sugar and grains until you're healed. Add lots of fermented foods, cultured dairy, and then, of course, homeopathy.
1: Okay, so maybe for somebody new, um, to clarify a couple of those terms, is meat stock the same as bone broth?
0: No, and I get that all the time. So, um Most people interchange those two terms and they are completely different. So we really need to get this straight because bone broth is not going to be good for a person with leaky gut. So this might be the first time a lot of people are hearing this. And you've been over here drinking bone broth thinking you're healing your gut. Bone broth doesn't heal the gut. So what is it good
1: for? What is bone broth good for? I hear that a lot.
0: Yeah, bone broth... Okay, so meat stock and bone broth promote the secretion of hydrochloric acid in the stomach where it's needed to break down proteins. So insufficient hydrochloric acid um, can lead to a whole host of symptoms, including acid reflux, skin disorders, anemia, osteoporosis, rheumatoid arthritis, asthma, alkalinity, food allergies, and a lot more. So most Americans have insufficient hydrochloric acid. But bone broth comes along after your gut is healed with the meat stock with um, a high glutamic acid, which can trigger nervous system symptoms if the gut is not healed yet. So we need to do the meat stock to heal the gut so that you don't trigger these nervous system symptoms with the bone broth.
1: Okay, so why does what does meat stock have in it that is better for healing a leaky gut.
0: So what I am, what I'm learning from and who I'm learning from is Mona, Monica, Monica She is the gaps chef dubbed by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. And I'm working one-on-one with, with, um, Monica Carrado, and she's helping me learn these these cooking techniques. So this That's is really cool. Yeah, I'm giving you good information, right? She is the Gap's cook, the chef. So, and I'm going to have her on the show soon. We're we're getting it scheduled. So yeah, it's, it's going to be, be fun. Yeah, she's going to go into detail about all this stuff that I'm just learning. But so I'm getting my information from her book called Cooking Techniques for the Gap's Diet. And in that book, she says that. The gelatin and amino acids in meat stock heal the gut lining, also known as the lining of the small intestine, specifically the duodenum. So, meat stock is low in glutamic acid. This is important because people sensitive to MSG may experience nervous system symptoms from high levels of glutamic acid and free glutamates if the gut is not yet healed. Meat stock heals the gut, allowing one to advance. To further healing. So good. Okay.
1: So, another thing you mentioned above, this might be going off on a little bit of a tangent, but what it was cultured dairy. Can you give some examples of what in the world, like to somebody who never has heard that before? Yeah. Is that yogurt or? Yep. What do you mean by that?
0: It can be yogurt, kefir, or. creme kefir keeper kefir
1: Kiefer. Kiefer. is that how you say whatever I know that, that one. kefir kefir <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe i've been saying it wrong this whole time so okay that is good to know because i don't always know sometimes what qualifies as cultured dairy or if there's certain types i should be buying or
0: yeah so okay so and then cultured butter so when the dairy is cultured it has the probiotics in it that are good for healing the gut. So you can make creme fraiche. Of course you can make yogurt. And these are the things that Monica's teaching me. She's taught me how to make creme fraiche. She taught me how to make cultured butter. So I went and bought raw milk and raw cream and made these things myself so that all I'm doing right now is taking a teaspoon of creme fraiche each day. And that gets the good guys in. It takes the place of probiotic capsules.
1: Which and does it I, have to be from I, raw dairy?
0: It's better to be from raw dairy, dairy, but it doesn't have to be. If you can't get raw dairy, then get the best that you can that you can get. Okay. So definitely organic, you know, hopefully grass-fed, um free-range, just the best dairy that you can get.
1: And is this a place where you would recommend taking probiotic like a I guess it's not really a supplement, but maybe a capsule if you don't or in tandem with these things or in place of any of these or no?
0: I would say if you cannot get or handle or do the cultured dairy and the fermented foods, then the probiotics are to take the place of that. Okay. So if you're doing fermented foods and cultured dairy, you don't need probiotics. You're going to get plenty in the food that you're eating.
1: Okay, good to know. Okay, so back to meat stock then. How do you make meat stock or can you buy that or do you have to make it?
0: Okay, that's a great question because when I suggest meat stock to people and they get it confused with bone broth, then I find out that they've been drinking bone broth that they usually bought. Everybody knows you can make bone broth with the bones in the water and the apple cider vinegar. And sometimes they're like, I don't have time or I can't or whatever, and they go and buy bone broth. But meat stock, I do not believe that you can buy meat stock. I could be okay. wrong about that um, because it's not just chicken broth. If you see chicken broth on the shelf, it's not the same. The or even chicken stock
1: out of- doesn't yeah. mean that it's meat stock. It's just more concentrated.
0: Well, so I think that what you buy in the store just doesn't have the fat content that you need. So okay. in meat stock, it's meat, bones, and skin. You You need that fat. So that fat is what's helping to heal the gut along with the um the gelatin, the hydrochloric acid, you know, all okay. the good things in the meat stock, but to make it, you're getting a whole chicken. You're cutting it up, you know, the best, highest quality chicken you can get. You can also use beef or lamb or other meat as long as they're meaty bones. They have to have meat and skin. You can even use okay. fish.
1: So a chicken is probably easiest because it's us it's easier to have access to a whole chicken with all of That's those right. parts.
0: That's right. And okay. you can buy it cut up in the store, but, you know, as long as it's just the best, highest quality chicken you can get. So I get the whole chicken. I cut it up. We need to expose those joints. So we cut it in a certain way. And Monica teaches that in her book, how to cut it up. Um, you know, like we, we can, you can even break those, where the joints are. You need to cut it or break it so that you expose those joints. You're going to put the whole chicken in the pot. One quart of water per pound of chicken. And then you add good salt. Um, I like Redmond's Real Salt. There are other good salts. You just really need to make sure it's a good sea salt that doesn't have anti-caking agents or any other junk in it. You need to use good water, of course. Don't be using city tap water. And then carrots, peppercorns, garlic. So I chop up one whole head of garlic. Okay. A whole onion. And ginger. So I I chop up a good big chunk of ginger and put it in there too.
1: So no, um, like celery or other vegetables, not for, like you're making some good chicken soup. It is.
0: So you, yeah. So when you're finished, if you don't want to just drink the stock, you can make a soup out of it. Absolutely. And you can eat the meat of course. But so if you're doing gaps diet, you can't eat the celery and the intro part. So that's why I don't use it. But yeah, you can absolutely put celery in there if you want to. So it's got this, when you've refrigerated, it's got this fat ring sitting at the top that you don't see in store-bought chicken
1: broth. So you're missing that. That is true. I have bought and made some, and there's a big difference. But I was making bone broth, and that even does have more fat. So I don't, I can't even imagine how much fat's on meat stock.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So the other thing just to know about meat stock is there's no vinegar. We're not putting vinegar in the meat stock. That's, That's right.
1: just for you the didn't. bone broth. Yeah. Okay. That is interesting. Okay. This is all great information. Okay. So what are some good remedies to take as you're dealing with symptoms of leaky gut while maybe making some of these diet changes?
0: Yeah. So if you're dealing with constipation, nox vomica 200 twice a day is a really good one. But so is um, Plumbum. Plumbum 200 twice a day is That one always
1: makes me it. laugh. I know, right? What it, <laughs> it's Plumbum? really called Plumbum. <laughs> it really is too. I've seen it and it's it really every is. time.
0: So both of those are great for constipation. Diarrhea. If diarrhea is your symptom, then you're going with Arsenicum 200, maybe as needed. If you're having heartburn, you can do Nat NatFos 6X as needed or 15 minutes before each meal if you pretty much always get... And digestion after your meals. Um, Gas and bloating together. So, if you have gas and bloating, because not everybody has both, then lycopodium 200 mixed with arsenicum 3X twice a day. And that could also be 3C. So, those two together twice a day would be great for gas and bloating. And then if you just have bloating, then lycopodium 200. It's going to be great for that. So if you're dealing with indigestion, heartburn, belching, you could think about like a podium 200 and Iris ver 200. Another idea for food intolerance, especially with nausea and vomiting, would be Ipecac 30 and Merck Sulf 6 twice a day. You could also, along with that, use Bovista 200 twice a day or every other day. So Bovista is really good at uprooting those gluten intolerances and lots of different food intolerances. If it's really just a milk intolerance that you have, then Athusa 200 every three days is good at that. And then some people deal with worms. So Senna is, um, and calt Carb. You can always do Calc Carb 200 every other day for all kinds of allergies and food intolerances. So those are some remedies that really are gut healing. And can and can help, but you know there's this thing called obstacle to cure, and you can't just continue to eat, or you can't go on and eat McDonald's every single day and just take remedies and think that you're going to fix it. Right, we have to look at the diet, but we don't have to stress out about it and make it a you know, a, a focus of our life. Right, we focus right. on Jesus we look at the little things, we try to make some diet changes here and there whenever we can. But you can't just you can't just
1: trash diet like I'm just going to eat whatever I want. You know. Right. I mean that would take forever to heal, truly heal. And this can make a big difference in the meantime even in mood yeah. and your energy levels even yeah. if you're still dealing with long-term allergies. Right. That's all really good though. It's good to remember that stress can contribute also to your general yes. health. So it's a good reminder to do what you need to do and then give the rest to the Lord and trust Him and let it go. Do what that's you can right. do. That's right. Um,
0: man, that's so good. If we don't have our focus on Him, things are going to bother us. Things are going to push us over the edge. We're going to get offended. Oh man, we got a whole nother podcast about offense, right? right? And
1: being defensive. Yeah, <laughs> good one.
0: Yeah, we got to keep our focus on him. And then all this other stuff comes somewhere down the line.
1: Okay, well, this was super helpful for me. I know that um, a lot of people will be able to benefit from this. So thank you all for joining us today. All this information is in the show notes. And We will see you again in a couple of weeks. Awesome.
0: Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.